What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Actually, I would have preferred a lot. So I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Tommy got stuck at work, but he still is a trooper and is able to call in. So we appreciate that. Uh, Thanks for uh, sticking with us here as we took the week off. We blamed it on Kevin, but it wasn't entirely his fault. But uh, he did... It was mostly his fault. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right. Uh, It did add a nice feature to the website, though. Yeah, yeah. The, is Kevin a millionaire yet? And uh, keyword there being yet. Yes, and the current answer is not yet. But you can keep up with his portfolio. Uh, as we all know, Kevin invested in the cryptocurrency Kin Token, and he bought it for around. He bought his shares for around three hundred dollars, and it was it was it was pretty close to like fifty dollars. And it's making a nice comeback. I just checked, is Kevin a millionaire yet? Uh, the webpage that we have, 8473. Yeah. So. It got up to like 98 over the weekend or something like that. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It does say down 9.46% today. Yeah. So that's uh, devastating. Devastating. Yes. <laughs> down 73% all time. Also devastating. But. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I I guess so. I guess so. So you can't really call it a comeback at all yet. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's like this is kind of like when the team's losing by like 42 points and they score like two touchdowns and you're like, "Oh, maybe." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, the, and then it just ends like 53-14 and you're like, "Oh, Shouldn't have bought too much. Well, stuff. do you think that's what uh, what they thought when the Blake Bears were up, or the, the Blake Bears were down nine nothing? They score a couple to start the third period. I think the Blake Bears started believing. I, yeah, I think the Ducks, yeah. or, or I guess the JV Warriors, were like, "Yeah, this is just like a blip." But then they just completely fell apart. But that's a good segue there, Tommy, into our topic at hand. What is the topic today? So we're going to be talking about all things uh, Eaton Hall Varsity today. Yes. So we've we've talked about them in chunks and whatnot and at different points throughout the pod, but we are just sort of looking through, and we don't have one that really examines the varsity as a program as a whole. And the number one thing that sticks out, obviously, is the 10 straight state championships. And it's obviously Minnesota, hockey crazy state, so you figure there would be some good competition. I don't know. I feel like you can win state championships in some of like the lesser sports for years and years in these weird states. The the all time record is like some swim team in Indiana has won like thirty years in a row. But that's I don't think swimming or Indiana's a big swimming hotbed. But hockey is a big or Minnesota is a big hockey Isn't hotbed. Is Katie Ledecky from Indiana? Maybe. Maybe it's maybe it's on the come up. I don't know. Uh, we can look it up, but so I just look at the ten straight state championships, 
And my first question here, based on what we know about Eden Hall, is this coach running a clean program? Sorry, I'm the answer up. is absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Katie Ledecky is not from Indiana. Where okay. is she from? Did she uh, go to Indiana? Washington, D.C. She went to Stanford. She went to Stanford. <laughs> oh, well, they were, we both were red. Yeah, yeah, close enough. Close enough. So, yeah, so, like, what is this coach doing to ensure that these kids are, are winning state championships year after year in what should be a highly competitive uh, field here? in Minnesota high school hockey? Well, I think first off, um, you got to look at, it's a private school. So they, um, they can essentially kind of do what they want. And Eden Hall has a, uh, a story program talks about how Bombay played there. So clearly it's kind of like a hockey power. And so it's, you know, potentially, you know, perhaps there was some kind of lean years in the middle, but it's been a power. So they know how to win and you kind of have like this, you know, it's a, it's a hockey factory. And so I think a lot of it's just built in. Um, and, you know, I think that's kind of the main thing it has going for it's private school. It's not subject to open records laws, you know, all the kids live on campus. Um, so you can kind of like get away with even more benefits, if you will. Um, and I imagine they have a good track record of, of feeding kids into, um, you know, professional leagues. And you can argue that, this is like a precursor to like IMG Academy. Mm. IMG, obviously, that's a, if you're unfamiliar, it's a, a school down in Florida that basically just houses all kinds of high-level athletes and they just bring them all in and put them on the same team or have them train together and, and just basically is almost quite literally like a factory for producing is, pros. Is that a prep school or is that a like straight-up private high school? Because the difference being like an extra fifth year. Yeah. I think that like they have both depending on like the sport and whatnot. I know they, they're like football wise. They are a high school. Uh, I mean, the Florida schools don't want to play them. So they fly across the country. But I think like they're a high school in that sort of classification or that purpose. Hmm. So. So this is more of a question. So like it happens in basketball all the time where uh, players will literally like cross state lines to play, you know, at um, I'm trying to think of the big one. And I think it's in North Carolina um, that like players from all over like OJ yeah. Mayo and Bill Walker yeah. moved to Wilmington or to um, Huntington, I think is mm-hmm. what it was. Huntington prep. Um and so, like that, that's pretty common in like high school basketball. I, I I don't know enough about high school hockey. Would you say like that's still kind of prominent there? Yes, to an extent. I think a lot of these kids are are foregoing the high school hockey experience. Like when they're mm. fourteen, fifteen, they're going to Canada to play juniors, which is Charlie's plan at at one point. Or they're uh, yeah, or they're playing juniors in the U.S. and they're not necessarily playing for the high schools. There is like a, a like a prep school type deal. I guess it's more like a high school. Shattuck St. Mary's, which is like a big one. Like Sidney Crosby went there for a bit and and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean maybe they are just getting all these like NHLers in for a couple of years and then they they bolt out to bigger and better things. So uh, yeah, that would make sense. 
That would make and sense. It kind of might help explain how like Banks is on the varsity as a freshman on this. Like maybe they just had like a whole like a star leave. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or, or maybe they didn't expect as many stars to leave, and they did, so they kind of were a little thin. Maybe it explains why they lost too. I think it explains a lot. It could also explain the Ducks here, and like so they had all these kids leave, and then maybe the kids that weren't playing also left for for greener pastures, and then you have a very small JV contingent, and they're like, well, what if we bring in the Ducks? We got to keep this tradition going. Um, you would figure that the varsity coach would have some say in the Ducks coming, though, right? I have, I have a hypothesis. Okay. So I wonder if something happened in Minnesota where they're just like, or maybe Eden Hall was like very obviously getting in so many players from like out of state where there was kind of like, hey, you're like, of course, we, we want to win, but we won't like uh, maybe like the private school association in Minnesota was like, hey, you need to start having some stricter rules about the kids who are playing here. You can't just keep recruiting out of state. So maybe they had some kind of rule where a certain number of like players you know, on at your on your athletics team or whatever, have to be from Minnesota. Mm. Essentially, kind of like a homegrown rule, where like, so think about like in um in the English soccer system, like in the Premier League, you have to have a certain number of players who have like come up through the English soccer system, and so it, it's even though you'll have like these teams who will you know spend you know millions and millions on you know foreign-born players, you still have to have you know a contingent of players who are English or whatever. And so I wonder if they just may perhaps they instituted some kind of rule where you need to have like a certain number of Minnesota born players. And so they were able to like, and that's maybe across all levels. And by bringing in all the ducks, except for a few of them, you know, you just kind of hit all your quotas and maybe, you know, maybe the head coach's hands were tied. This was kind of like a quick fix solution where you bring in, you know, obviously star quality players. And, you know, most of them are from Minnesota and the coach is kind of like, well, I guess this is like the only solution, so be it. Uh, kind of given both of your expertise uh, in that kind of realm, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever heard of anything like that at the high school level? At the high school level? Um, n- no. Um, in terms of like limiting where kids can be from or not, I'm trying to think. You know, I know that you're, ex- you're like with basketball, it's like I don't think there's any kind of like restrictions on what prep prep schools or anything but it is kind of like a kind of an unwritten rule that you don't go out and just get a bunch of the best players across the country to come to your school and uh, like i've heard of like transfer rules and stuff like that and like yeah. having to establish in public schools are transfer and, rules yeah yeah i like i know in like junior college football the the jayhawk conference which is in kansas they they had a rule up until like a couple of years ago where you had to have a certain number of kansas players on your team i think they got rid of that hmm. um mm. but tech or uh, texas uh minnesota high i mean it would make sense and maybe it's not even necessarily like a league rule but it was just the school noticed this and like the the dean or whoever or, or the board or or maybe i don't know who would be above the board but maybe somebody came in and was like this is not necessarily the mission of what the school was like, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. But these people were still like, we want to win. So we're going to get all these kids that just won a gold medal at the junior Goodwill games that happen to live in Minnesota, at least most of them and bring them over here. So I think that is a very valid case in terms of why they were all brought in. And 
I guess yeah, the that the coach's hands would be tied in that situation as well. So that's a uh, good work there. Good work. We figured another thing out here. Um, the thing is, like, it does seem like the board doesn't like the Ducks though, and I understand the one dude Riley because his son was kicked off the team basically, uh, but. Wouldn't the board be excited about this publicity? And wouldn't they have had some sort of say for the Ducks to come into this program here? I, th- I think it just kind of depends on kind of the what's happening politically behind the scenes. Like, mm-hmm. if a lot of people owe Riley favors, you know, he has some sway. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine being such a successful program, successful school, stuff like that, like it's a pretty pretty, I don't know, prominent position, I guess, mm-hmm. to be in. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess if he, if they because lo- it certainly seems like if they lose, they're done, like after one game or whatever. It's that, pe- and that is a little extreme. Yeah, like so it's, it certainly seems like, like they were there uh, without the wishes of the board or whoever was on it. But yeah, maybe... Maybe there's some sort of coup to get the dean out for some unrelated reasons, and Riley is using this as sort of a way to do it. So, I I I don't know really how this, especially in like Minnesota, but um, there has to be some sort of like state oversight over this school, and you'd have <laughs> to think that there would be some sort of investigation that just gets triggered if they were to just uproot these kids after one game, like unless somebody's very well connected in the state house, like. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it would also, because I, I believe he says at the beginning that he's awarding full athletic scholarships. And, like, I don't know if that's even legal in a high school sense, but maybe. Um, the, I'm sure it is. For athletic. Like, I, well, I'm, I mean, you figure out a way to get it paid for. Yeah. I, mean, I think that happens all the time. Yeah. But I think it was it was kind of brazen of Dean Buckley to just come out and say it was yeah. for athletic. Like I feel like he could have uh, had a little more PR sense there. Yeah. Of, like we're helping these <laughs> kids out. But I wonder, um, in terms of like the board, I wonder if it is very much like a, you know, it was like a split decision to bring them in, and like maybe a couple of the the teetering votes were like. Well, I mean, they're great. How could we not bring them in? And they start losing because they didn't just lose or they didn't like just tie to to Blake. Yeah. You know, if you remember, like Hans, you know, listening on the radio, they're like losing JV games, and so it is kind of like, hey, we brought in these guys to win, and they're not winning. So why did we do this? And and so and, and at the board meeting at the end, you know, no one's raising their hand, and I think it, it could very be easily like a you know some kind of election coming up for them, and so you don't want to be you know the one person going against. And it seems like these are all, you know, they're private school boards, so it's not like, you know, anyone from the community potentially could run, or maybe they, maybe they're just like all appointed, and like it'd be easy to like oust people who are kind of like the uh, the objectors. Or I mean, there's there could have been something that happened to one of the people that voted for the ducks, like they died oh, or they oh, got oh, removed or got arrested, or something like that. Wow. Yeah, that's good and. It might Someone not had a mysterious accident. Exactly, exactly. And people suspect Riley, but no one knows for sure. So there's a little mystery. Like, you obviously don't. That would be an extreme move on Riley's part. Well, yeah, like you obviously can't bring it up to Riley. Like, hey, did you kill this guy? <laughs> but maybe, yeah, maybe something is happening here now. Yeah, now I'd we're watch getting... that movie. 
Yeah, we're getting dark. We're getting. Uh, I think we're we're getting into classic Quack Tech podcast Ter- material. <laughs> yeah, territory here for sure. So you look at the varsity, and and we talked about just sort of them building it, but are there are there these like boosters around as well are are players getting payments under the table to sort of like stick around instead of going like how reckless is this program here or are they reckless at all is it just sort of the tradition that keeps them winning i think they're fairly reck i mean they've proven to be fairly reckless that's true uh i i think they kind of throw caution to the wind most of the time uh don't really think things through so i think Maybe some under-the-table payments to players and stuff are de- a definite possibility, especially because most of these players aren't going to go play in college anyway. So they, they're not worried so much about their eligibility post-whatever, prep school, high school, whatever. Yeah. Um, I could I could see there definitely being some under-the-table under the payments, and even if it's just kind of in the form of like, hey, when you get to your dorm room tonight, there's going to be like a new TV in there or something like that mm. um, where it's a new walk. You know, and, and here this was. Yeah, exactly. You've got the new Counting Crows CD. <laughs> um, so I, I could see like a lot of stuff like that. And also remember, like, it seems like the varsity and all the jocks in general, they run the school. Yeah. Like, so it is very much a athletic based institution and so it, no one's really going to, like, be a whistleblower or anything. Or maybe there was some kind of thing where there's an open spot on varsity because there was, you know, a whistleblower. And that's why they brought in these, like, other Michigan kids, the Ducks, because there was some kind of investigation into the program. So a couple of people were all kind of, like, cleaned out. And maybe a couple of school board members kind of had to fall on the sword. And that's why they had to bring in school board members who would, you know, vote for these Michigan guys, maybe there was some kind of investigation, you know, in the year before that kind of caused some, some turmoil, but it, it never made, it was never public. It was all kind of like internal with maybe some kind of state oversight committee. Um, and then Eden Hall quietly cleaned it up. And so it didn't make any of the papers or anything like that. That makes sense. Cause you bring in these ducks and you, maybe there's some rumblings about it, but you sort of change the narrative of your school as well. Like, Oh, like exactly. what are these kids going to do? So yeah. Yeah. I think that is, uh, I think that's just an accepted fact at this point. Just, uh, now that we've discovered it, there's some sort of scandal and, uh, which resulted in players and possibly school board members leaving, which opened the door for the Ducks to get these scholarships. I like this. Um, I don't know that we've ever really talked about this uh, or touched on this, but there had to have been other schools in the area that that would compete against Eden Hall that would have wanted to do this as well. So maybe that enhances the the theory that Eden Hall kind of reached into their pockets for these guys. Yeah. I mean that's true because you 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 would figure, yeah, they're winning so much that, and you would figure obviously other schools are going to be yeah, they're they're going to go up to the line and maybe cross the line as well. So yeah, you you would have to figure if you're winning ten straight, and these schools are trying to do, you would have to figure something's happening here. Yeah, but do you guys think that? And so. I guess the Ducks, when they went to Eden Hall, they thought that Bombay was going to be coaching them, right? Yeah. 
So do you guys think that Bombay played a hand in this in order to get the Ducks to Eden Hall and then like booked it knowing that he wasn't ever going to go? It's mm, mm. a good theory. It's his alma mater. Yeah, I mean, he would have to play some sort of factor in, in getting the Ducks there, I feel like. And maybe it's just to like bring up the question like, hey, is this possible? Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at... Bombay leaving in like a different light after this conversation, at least I do, uh, assuming he's alive in these moments. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like it does certainly seem shady now that he didn't tell the team until they were accepted and already in the school. Yeah, it's like, oh, my bad, guys. I'm actually not going to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he foresaw some trouble coming in terms of the violations or restrictions or just threw the bucks right under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got out before it got uh, too hairy there. So another shrewd move by the lawyer Bombay there. Yeah, yeah but uh, well, here, here's another an, another potential aspect of it. We've talked about how like Peter and Carp and Tommy Duncan might have gotten caught up in you know some nefarious stuff, which is why they weren't on the Goodwill Games roster. And so maybe Bombay kind of seeing that said, I don't want that to be the same fate as you know Charlie and Averman or whatever. So he is able to convince them to go to Eden Hall, like knowing that they're going to be off the streets or whatever, and they're going to be at this great school academically. He talked about how it was a great school, and clearly he was a great lawyer, mm-hmm. or still is. So maybe that also played a part into it. So maybe it wasn't totally selfishness on his part. So maybe he did want to see them, you know, land on their feet, you know, in this way they're not all separated and they're not getting into, you know, bad stuff. Because obviously, you know, like, you know, Charlie and Fulton, they can't afford private school. And Averman, you know, a good player in the Ducks, he's not going to be, like, sought after from these other private schools. So this way you kind of take care of all the Ducks at once. Yeah, that's a fair point. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's something Bombay would definitely do. Like, it might be shady. It might not be the most, like, ethical thing to, like, say. Because, I mean, he could say, like, hey, you can have me if you ha- if you take the ducks, and then he bolts for this other job. So yeah, I, I don't know if like it's the most most moral thing, but yeah, maybe he he's definitely able to justify it in his mind that like, hey, I'm helping these kids, even if I'm sort of abandoning them right before like the biggest change of their lives up to that point. So uh, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense for sure. So you look at the varsity and. I guess my biggest question here is before, obviously, Bombay comes in, they vote out the Ducks for, I guess, losing? Like, is there a reason that is brought up about why they don't want the Ducks there anymore? Just No, but they could have concocted something, and maybe they, I mean, they put in, like, you know, thousands of fire ants into the dorm i mean <laughs> yeah reason enough to expel them right and Fucking so maybe they could have concocted something like that yeah yeah that's a great point like was it justified to to take them word like were the board members right in their initial thought like maybe this was better for the ducks to like just go their separate ways at that point after they uh they obviously had this prank war which got very serious we talked about this in a previous episode like probably cross the line at some point <laughs> um and they were just sort of this this group that was together maybe they needed to split up like were the board members 
initially right? And was it best for the Ducks? And was it best for you think the varsity team as a whole to like sort of bring in? I guess they could bring in just like a bunch of ringers there, another another group of like the best players in the country to come in and be the varsity the next year and, and the years after. Was there a question there, Kevin? Yeah, was it were the board members right? And for like the ducks to like just to you know leave and maybe split up and like did they cross the line at some point and trying to get them like trying to push them out? Yeah, no, I mean that's like I, I feel like that again it would like trigger some sort of investigation by some sort of state agency. Like there's there was no right in that scenario. Yeah, I that that's a solid point about like if these kids leave and they bring in a bunch of new ringers the next year, like yeah. that is definitely shady as well. But I don't know. I think there was some justification to hey, like maybe these kids aren't the best fit for Eden Hall and to be on this team and like we need to win another state championship. And well also in that scenario, would they have just like just not had a JV team? Like what how would that like oh, middle the, of the school year. Yeah, like, I think that's. I think the rest of the year they just don't have. They just forfeit. And yeah, I mean, if we're talking about a school that's had some rumblings of scandal, that's probably not the best idea either. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of think to a lot to think about for these board members. Um, Do you think there's precedent for this board to revoke individual scholarships? And this just kind of is the first time they've done it, like in mass where they've like, cause I'm sure they've kicked kids out of school before. So it's like, maybe they have kicked out kids who are on athletic scholarships. Cause maybe like one of the scholarship, like the fine print is, Hey, you agree to fully buy into the program. And if you're not keeping up to an athletic standard, then you're out. I mean, it's obviously bullshit. I mean, cause they're in high school, <laughs> but you know, maybe that's kind of like, Hey, if you want to be with the best and you better always be at the top. And that's, that's maybe how they kind of weed people out. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they've done this before. Maybe not at this scale, but I think uh, as Bombay comes in and says, he's probably got a pretty good case here for like keeping these scholarships around and whatnot. So yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they'd done it before and just had not been challenged in it in this sort of way. So uh, anything else? about the varsity here. I guess we talked more about the board and the program than the actual varsity team, but anything else we want to touch on before the quiet question? Um, I think we need, we definitely in a later episode need to talk more about the, the makeup of this varsity team as well as the, uh, the coach of the varsity. Yeah. Because I think the whole him, Orion Bombay dynamic is something we should get into. Cause it's like, if Bombay was originally becoming to Eden Hall, you can imagine the varsity coach being like, uh, are you bringing him in to replace me or what? Um, but I think that's for a, for a later episode. I think there's a lot of um, stones that we need to turn over here, and we've only kind of just started to see a little bit of this potentially huge scandal at Eden Hall. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point, because like, you would assume the varsity coach has like ownership over the JV team and sort of like influences <laughs> it, and then they bring in this like hotshot coach, and they're like, he's just there to coach the JV team. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about this in the future at some point. But let's go now to the quack question. If you're unfamiliar, you ask us questions on Twitter, Facebook, email, other places. If you can find us, 
and we pick the best ones, try to answer them on the air. Kevin, what is the quack question today? Uh, this week's quack question comes from a familiar face. Uh, it's Bobby Lemaire, who's at Air Lemaire on Twitter. Um, so this might have some effect on the uh, number one quack light rankings. I don't know where we're at right now. Uh, I probably got to update those. Okay. Um, Bobby's question is, assuming that the Ducks beat the varsity team in the middle of the season in D3, what happens to the varsity team for the rest of the year? Does their championship come to an end? Is it possible to recover from that loss? This is a great question that we hadn't even really thought about. Like, what, do, like, do the Ducks just become the varsity team? <laughs> like, what? And and also, in that same sense, wouldn't it be just as fucked up for them to get rid of the entire varsity team after? Like, kick. I don't know if they it, get kicked out. Yeah, but they. Th- that is a good point. Like, if they're gonna kick the Ducks out for losing, and then the Ducks beat the varsity, shouldn't the varsity be kicked out? Yeah. I would. I don't think it would happen, but I feel like there's a justification there. But what do you do, like, as a program, like, as a program? I think the coach, the coach. He, I mean, he shook Orion's hand after, and he, like, he wasn't like a uh, Wolf Stanson where he was like blown up at everybody. So I think he goes in and just tries to regroup and, and make a run there, and, and sort of, I guess light the fire like hey these guys are coming for your positions and maybe you might see them in the second half if you don't pick it up and do you think he calls banks back up i think you gotta call somebody i think you gotta switch it up just to just to get people sort of uh looking over their shoulders um in the end i don't think it worked i think like i don't know if there's recovering from losing to your own jv team so yeah, i feel and like the, and losing like the name of your team and, yeah. You know. yeah also is that legal I, I think we've talked is it legal to like change the name in the middle of the season well that is something i don't know if we talked about this but like i guess i took it all right they're like the eden hall mighty ducks but i guess i just assumed it would be the the just the junior varsity would have that for this year and maybe like the next year they'd be the mighty ducks but like he put it over like the warrior yeah. emblem so yeah, the varsity has to go back in the second half of the season and wear new jerseys of the Mighty Ducks, which is just a reminder of how they lost to their own JV team. And like, does <laughs> does JV do they get the varsity locker room? Like, like you know, uh, Tommy, any- that'd be interesting. Like they're they're playing for like all kinds of not only just like bragging rights, but like each year whoever wins the game gets the best locker room or something like that. I mean, there's so many questions about this. It's like, can you imagine the boosters in the crowd? You see them like unfurl the banner. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, we're the, no, we're the warriors. Unless like the board had already decided because of um, Linda's petition to change the name, maybe they've given pressure to like change maybe some of the offensive graphics or something. So they knew they were going to change anyway. And maybe they think, Hey, we can make like, you know, pretty good killing off of all this money ducks merchandise or something like that. So maybe the board, if they're all about money and winning, maybe they're just like, Hey, let's roll with it. I mean, we're going to get national exposure and we're going to make a lot of money on selling new shirts and merchandise. So maybe they're all for it from that standpoint. And maybe they say like, yeah, varsity, you're wearing duck stuff. But I mean, then you get the whole thing like, you know, varsity, they're not, they're not the ducks, you know, they're the, you know, the wannabes putting on a duck's jersey doesn't make you a duck, as our uh, friend Jesse would say. <laughs> yeah, that I I would feel the board would have to be involved that Ed, before this banner came down. I'm interested if the banner comes down if the ducks 
lose that game like they should have like are they just still the warriors if the varsity wins or they i guess they tie 0-0 and goldberg misses the shot like well i wonder if they they'd planned to rebrand as the ducks whenever the jv team got to the varsity kind of like uh, no matter what probably yeah and maybe that was kind of like the long con and then this whole like hey they're actually not that good we have an out to get rid of it but then, I don't know, maybe it was still kind of like Bombay's thing was more like a wink-wink. Hey, you're not going to get the Mighty Ducks, like, money if you don't keep these kids here. Maybe that's, like, he sent, like, a letter beforehand and all that. That, sh- that was just a show he put on there for his team. Yeah, this is all falling into place. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, they sort of see the warrior name and, and sort of that is going, uh, like, just society is sort of changing its tune to that. So they're like, all right, we'll rebrand as the Mighty Ducks, and it's already approved. And then this just happens to happen. <laughs> so they're like, let's go now. I I like that. Um, to go back, I guess, to the original question. Uh, I mean, how do you guys feel the varsity would do in that in that second half of the season? Is they're recovering from this? I mean, I think they recover because I think their coach is good enough. Yeah, and I mean, they have the pedigree. They have, you know, they have all that kind of working in their favor. Um, it's obviously impossible for us for really to say what like the competition is like. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think they rebound, but I think they do it with the help of a couple ducks. Okay. Yeah. I, mm. I would somewhat agree. I think yeah, the coach sort of rebounds there, and maybe. Gets them believing in some sort of excuse about why they lost, just to like keep their confidence a little up. Um, I, I, let me qualify mine real quick. This is assuming that the board does not like move to remove the varsity. Yeah, like, I don't think that, that happens. Yeah, I don't think that happens. I think they they learned that lesson once. Like you can't do that. Try to do that. Get sued, basically. Well, Bombay's not coming in to rescue those guys. <laughs> well, I feel like the varsity would be like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're doing what Ty's like. Let's get our own lawyer to come in and make this speech. So Johnny Cochran, <laughs> that'd be a heck of a move. <laughs> yeah. So the varsity, I think they recover somewhat. They like win a lot of games, but I don't know. Maybe just the talent isn't there like it's been in the previous ten years. So maybe that's where the streak ends. The state championship. Well, streak. you got to figure that like there's not going to be like a JV state tournament. They're they're probably going to call up a couple JV players for like mm-hmm. the playoffs. Oh yeah. So you're you're going to have like um in theory a cohesive unit, but I mean maybe there's just so much animosity that you can't afford to do that. I don't know. It'd be very interesting to see the aftermath of the game. Obviously, you've got Scooter is like going to buy in and let in the Ducks, but I mean. If you're the coach, do you cut your captain and do you cut Cole and bring up like Banks and Conway and say, hey, the rest will follow suit? Just get rid of a couple of the ringleaders? I think the more likely scenario is that like Riley quits. Oh, yeah. he quits the team? Yeah. Oh, maybe he transfers midseason. <laughs> and, and like through a technicality, he's able to play for like the team that they end up playing in the championship game. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, maybe he just quits and goes to play juniors. Yeah. Like, yeah, he played like a low-level junior. Because I don't, I don't know if he could transfer mid-season and be eligible to play. I don't really. know. I feel like I don't know if this wasn't There's a documentary. A going <laughs> yeah, if this wasn't a documentary, if it was just like a movie, I think Riley quits and then yeah. they see him in the championship. But yeah, uh, yeah this is. Well, real do you life. guys remember in the movie Major Pain when like 
the squad leader for like the the school that they're at. He quits midseason when like he's stripped of his like squad leader duties, and then he goes to like the rival military academy, and they're like competing at the end, and he ends up like throwing an elbow at Major Payne's team or whatever. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of what I'm thinking, envisioning might happen. So like Riley throws an elbow in the championship game at Banks or whoever, because um, he's like the spurned cadet. And uh, so Major Payne is a great movie, by the way. So and, I think and everyone should watch it if you haven't. His like co-captain on that team is McGill. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, we can just put all the guys there. Maybe Olaf Sanderson's an international transfer somehow. <laughs> yeah, all those guys. All right, I like this. I like. I feel like in both the situ, both things we talked about today, we I feel like we can talk more about. So maybe we'll touch on them here in the near future, probably at some point in the future. Um, but right now, go to quackatech.com. Contact us there at QuackTechPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us whether you think the varsity wins the state championship after losing to the JV midseason. Uh, go to the shop. Get some gear. Keep using that Amazon link. I'll put it in the show notes again. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Ain't no turning back. Got to be